Well, welcome to Q&A. We're so glad that you decided to join us this morning. And if you're watching live online, we would invite you to text in your questions. If you have any from this morning's sermon, the number is up on the screen, and we would love the opportunity to answer those this morning. If you're listening back later on the podcast, we're really excited you joined us. And happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you. A great day (laughs) to celebrate. Um, So excited to get into questions this morning. And what a challenge, but encouragement and a hope for how Christ has broken yes. the barrier. Yep. And as I was thinking about that, and you talk through a gospel-centered church in missions, that was one area that personally really struck me of the year or so ago when I realized I've been thinking of missions as a ministry. Huh. You know, like, oh, like you said, yeah. someone's involved in right. senior high or they love children's. Right. They love missions. Right. That's their heart. I I was there. Like, yeah. that's where I sat. And so that was a very um, challenging reminder and encouragement to think gospel-centered, you know, yes. to become more gospel-centered myself. <clears throat> yeah. I want, and let me make sure that it's not understood that, oh, I can't love youth ministry. Or I can't love right. the counseling ministry. It's It's the point that you may feel like God has gifted you in those things, and that's where you put a lot of your time and energy and your resources. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that I don't need to be involved in missions because that's what somebody else is in. Right, they're filling it's that. It's elective, and everybody kind of p- picks their elective. But I don't think that you know our goal, growing fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ followers. That's mm-hmm. our purpose statement here at the chapel. And... I don't think that I can be a fully devoted follower of Christ and not be engaged in participating in the gospel-crossing cultural ethnic boundaries because Mm -hmm. that was the central core uh, command that Jesus gave that that the gospel would cross over. So uh, it's not that we can't be involved in other things, love other things. Uh, it's that the gospel, the gospel is for all people, and so missions has to be part of the church. So I'm surprised when people come to the chapel and go, oh, wow, I just, you know, our church never really did anything in missions. I don't really have missions in, and it is intended to be the DNA of the church. Absolutely. So, excuse me, question here about missions. So, how can one, how can you be involved in missions throughout the year beyond just short-term mission trips? Excellent question. Um, we have uh, commended missionaries at the chapel mm-hmm. who, uh, to be a commended missionary, uh, we have a missions team that, after being a member for two years, a person can apply to be a commended missionary. That means that they're engaged in full-time ministry for the sake of the gospel uh, going to new peoples and more people. The clarifier is this. uh, A commended missionary is a member who believes they are gifted by God, called by God, and sufficiently trained to do the work that they are doing. So we have a group who gets to know them, gets to know their ministry, and approves them. Then we present them to the body and say, uh, the missions team and the elders have sufficiently vetted them, if you will, 
and commend them to you for the sake of partnership mm. in your as a sender, because the scripture says how somebody's going to call unless they hear, and how they're going to hear unless somebody's preach, and how they're going to preach unless somebody sends them. So ultimately, when it comes to the gospel crossing to new areas and to new peoples, there's going to have to be a sender uh, and a goer. So if you're not a goer, then obviously you're a sender. So we would encourage you to get one of our commended missionary notebooks and get to know or go online, tfcjacks.com, check out missions, get to know our commended missionaries, Mm -hmm. and pick one that you'd say, I'm going to start partnering with them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to communicate with them. I'm going to financially support them, even if it's just a little bit to get started to become involved in the ministry with them. It really is a cool opportunity. And like you said, all their profiles are on our website. Yep. Um, but if you have questions about that, you can always email Bill Winton, Bill W. at yes. cscjax.com. And, and, and it's a this great opportunity. If this, this concept might be new to you, because uh, uh, in lots of Baptist churches, if you give to missions, you just kind of give to a fund, and then the church leadership doles it out from there. That's not what we encourage here at the chapel. We encourage you to pick a commended missionary or two or three, but to pick somebody that you want to partner in, that you want to invest in for the sake of the gospel. So what's awesome about that is you may go, oh, I want to do something that's taking the gospel to the people in Japan. So I'm going to support the Mulelines. Or no, I want to support somebody who's doing the practical medical needs as an entree into the gospel in Africa. And so you'd support the Ebersols. Or you go, no, I want to make sure the gospel gets to places it's never gone before. So I'm going to support the Ullams in their tribal mm-hmm. work. So there's all sorts of different types of commended missionaries that you can support and what we're asking you to choose, not just give us the money and pass it along. It's a really a personal connection yes. with that mission and yes. that the work in the ministry. Um, so I have a question about divisions in our culture. Yeah. Um, in this culture today, more divisions are thrown at us than I can ever remember. Uh, do you have a pragmatic way or ways uh, we as individuals and as a church can influence others or leaders to reverse this divisive trend? Yeah. Um, well, I was very, you know, say I spent a tremendous amount of time considering how I keep this passage gospel-centered and it's addressed to the church. I think that's a question regarding how do we help impact our culture. Mm-hmm. It seems Sounds like, like it. Right? Yeah. So uh, here's my thoughts. Number one, by doing what the scripture says first instead of insisting that others do it. Let's, so I would encourage you. Um, do you have relationship with folks who aren't like you? Have you intentionally pursued those that God has placed around you that may be different than you that would help break down those assumed divisions? We, it's easy to, and I'm not suggesting this person is doing this, sure. but it's easy to point the finger at the culture and 
overlook ourselves. Mm. One of the sad realities for our country is that when slavery was a very real thing and a (laughs) violation of the heart of God, when that was going on in our country, uh, very much involved in that were church people. I'm not saying they were driving it, Mm -hmm. but it was uh, a reality that it was true in the church as well. There was division in the church. I kind of, uh, and so uh, there are so many things uh, wrong with our culture as it relates to the Word of God. And I'm not giving up on our culture, but I want to say again, I don't expect the culture to be the church. They're unredeemed. I expect the church to be the church because we're redeemed. We are made new. And so uh, start with ourselves individually. Then we look at ourselves corporately and say, are we individually and corporately reflecting the heart of God for unity ethnicity. That's, we can't bring morality into this mm-hmm. in the same way, uh, ethnicity. And then as we have opportunity to influence leaders, we get to be citizens of a country where we get to vote. We ought to exercise our vote for folks that we think will reinforce biblical values. Mm-hmm. But that can get because we're not electing pastors. We're uh, electing governing officials who are intended to be ministers of God, but oftentimes they're not going to reflect the Scripture in every way, in every area. And so the church can really get divided as it relates to politics. And I don't really want to go down a political realm right now because the— The hope of the world is Jesus, and we are the body of Jesus, the church, the body of Christ. And so let's keep our eye on the ball of gospel-centered, gospel-centered people, gospel-centered Christian family chapel, and we'll influence the culture that way instead of attempting to try to get an unredeemed culture to live like they're redeemed. Let's get them redeemed and then live like they're redeemed. Makes sense. This makes sense. Okay. Yes. Um, and you answered part of this question in that, but this is more specifically asking about the racial division in our community. How has CFC, this admissions, but I would say CFC perhaps as a church, um, been focused to address the breaking down of divisions between black and white in our community? So gospel focus, first yes. and foremost. Yes. Uh, TESOL, again, is one of the things that we're attempting to say, this is a place where you are welcome. Uh, We have, as a leadership, we've asked the Lord to continue to bring to us diversity. So we, uh, it's not trite. We begin with prayer. So we bless in that regard. So we ask the Lord to bring diversity, not only to our body, but to our leadership team as well. Uh, We don't feel, and this is important, we don't feel like we are mandated by God to have a quota. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, whom the Lord raises up, whom the Lord gives 
and whom the Lord brings, we want to be certainly open to do that. Part of our elder initiative is to ask ourselves, how do we more significantly impact our direct community? Mm-hmm. Again, because we can tend to think, well, cross-cultural is missions, we can overlook the fact that we have a lot of ethnic diversity within our own community. So giving out $17,000 to the body to build community within our, the very streets that we live, we think that will cross uh, cultural lines as well. And so it's living out the gospel. And that's not a trite answer. It's the living out of the gospel that will break down the barriers and uh, make it clear that as a church, we welcome people of all color. It's the hands and feet of Christ in our community where we are. Um, Next question here, actually, Kind of switching from Gentiles to Jews says, uh, does the Jewish community huh. preach inclusion with Gentiles under Jesus? Well, uh, a Jewish community mm-hmm. typically would not preach Jesus. Right. So a redeemed Jewish community, uh, a messianic mm-hmm. uh, congregation, would most certainly preach inclusion of Gentiles as well. Right. Interesting. Good question. We do yeah. have a, yeah, see here. We, oh, we actually have another question kind of going back towards missions. Okay. Um, how does the, how does a donation or participation with the Tommy Olam scholarship support missions? Huh. Great question. Um, Tommy Alum uh, Scholarship Fund is specifically designed to help people who believe they're called to ministry to help them with their education. Uh, Tommy Alum was a young man in our congregation who, at age 19, I believe it was, was it was discovered his chest was filled with cancer and... Uh, Um, He lived for another four years or so, and during that time had a significant impact among many of our youth here. He was our first youth intern here when I was the youth pastor. And so Tommy had a great impact on folks, and he was in the process of preparing for full-time ministry uh, when he died. So the scholarship fund was established to help students who had a heart for ministry and were pursuing ministry. So we have a team of folks who interview those students and uh, determine how we can help them towards that goal so that people going into ministry don't have huge amounts of debt. It's not a commitment that they won't have any debt but from education, but it's the way we can help. So you can designate any offering dollars to the Tommy Ullum Scholarship Fund as a way to help us help students who are preparing for ministry. And then uh, as a simple way of maintaining the integrity of the fund, if a student receives resources uh, 
as they're pursuing full-time ministry. And if they don't go into full-time ministry, we simply ask them to replenish the fund so that it can continue to be used for that purpose. So uh, if you're listening and, and you would like to help students be educated for ministry, you can give to the fund. Or if you're a student and you are going to a Bible college or a seminary and preparing for ministry and you're a member of CFC, we'd invite you to uh, let us know and we'll try to help you as much as we can. Yeah, it's a great opportunity yeah, to really question. support next generations of yeah. servants um, and ministry. And so, and before we wrap up here this morning, um, you know, you'd shared some blessed stories yeah. in the service. You know, we've talked about the gospel-centered life and the focus of a church and a community. Just a reminder of bless, you know, like it's it's an opportunity for us to begin with prayer and to listen to our neighbors and share with them. And so I would really, truly encourage you yeah. to pray for your neighbors, to really start that process and see how the Lord wants to use you in your neighborhood. Yeah. It really is a powerful opportunity to be Christ in your neighborhood. And likely God has put different ethnicities in our right. neighborhood. So, um, can I pursue that? Okay. I just want to encourage again that the church is made up of individuals and we can, and appropriately so, always ask the corporate question, Mm -hmm. what are we doing as a church? But ultimately, the church is made up of individuals, so we have to always ask ourselves, what are we doing as individuals? Uh, A good friend of mine, really grateful, uh, I know that, what he did yesterday was he had some folks from TESOL uh, out to his place and just hung out with a couple of different families of different ethnicity. Uh, that's the sort of thing that we should be, I think, willing to ask ourselves. Do we ever have in our home and invited into their home folks who, again, look differently than us. I don't always say, uh, for good reason here, I don't always say uh, black and white Mm. because uh, there's a lot of different, the biblical word is more ethnos, the ethnicity. And so we have all sorts of different ethnicity, not just color, but ethnicity around us. And so color is an issue is a reality that we should be making sure we're not ignoring, but it's bigger than just color. And so I think individually we should uh, be seeking to demonstrate that the cross has broke down those barriers in our own lives and we interact in the way that the gospel interacted. Jesus surprised people constantly by the people he was willing to engage with, eat with, drink with, spend time with. We should do the same. Absolutely. Truly an opportunity to examine our own hearts in the situation uh, or as an opportunity where we can continue to reach out and and change. Be Jesus. Be Jesus. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us for Q&A. We hope you guys have a fantastic day.